forever. Dog. So you think that Curtis Lewa has a cat and a mouse and two berets under his regular beret. He has nothing to do with the mouse. <laughs> but it's there. It's there. He would just be like, Whiskers, what are you doing? You're not going to chase that mouse? And the mouse, and he'd be like, "Ah, that mouse has a beret on. He can't be half bad." So this begs the inevitable question. Yeah, I think you know what's coming. What's under the mouse's beret? Mouse's beret. <laughs> yeah. Um. What would be under the mouse's beret? A little cricket. Cheese. Cheese, with a little beret on top. Um. Yeah, made out of that red wax they wrap those round cheeses in. Mm. Well, I like or maybe the, I, it's just a piece of that cheese and, and Curtis Lewa thinks it's a beret. Hey, that cheese got a beret yeah. on it. It's a guardian <laughs> he, angel like he, me. W- he would think that the red wax on that cheese is a beret. Berets. He would think that. I'll I get want some, some of that, that guardian angel cheese. cheese. When you're going to the store, get me some of that guardian angel cheese. He's at Whole Foods being like, where's the guardian angel beret cheese? And they're like... Excuse me, sir. And then this guy who's been there for a while, he goes, he's t- just talking about the cheese. It's baby Bell. The- he's talking about yeah. Baby Bell. He's talking about Baby Bell. Baby Bell. Yeah. What were you doing in that? Yeah, that was a huge pause. <laughs> in that delay. Yeah. Sorry what to call. I, I was in the ba- I was doing? in the basement. I had to run up real quick. Sorry the for that. Basement. There's no basement here. What are you doing in the basement? Uh, just you know wires. It's a you know it's a mess down there. I thought I'd just get in some some cleaning while you guys were talking. You're, you're untangling wires. Yeah. Constantly you're following. Mm-hmm. You're going. Where does this plug go into? Well, let me say one thing right now, and I want you all to listen. You listen to what I'm saying. Welcome to Double Threat. That's what I'm saying. Welcome to Double Threat. Listen to Tom. Yeah. And this is a show that um, we do. It stars uh, Julie Klausen, a star of screen and stage. Literally, a star of stage and screen. She's lighting it up right now on the New York cabaret scene. Sold out shows back to back to back to back to back. Back to back to back to back. As John, as Yankees announcer John Sterling would say, back to back and a belly to belly. He did? That's what he'll say when if there's like two home runs in a row. Belly to belly. There's nothing funny. We're not going to talk about John Sterling or baseball right now. We're not? We're not going to talk about Tommy Lasorda's slim fast ads? Hey, do you want to look like me, Tommy Lasorda? I thought so. I'll keep talking. I got these shakes. It's simple. You just put a shake. You go to Sonic. you You bring the powder to any local Sonic. <laughs> or in a pinch, you could go 
to uh you could you could go to in and out burger and they'll help you out too and then if you want you could bring any candy of your choice and they'll chop it up yeah and they're just like tommy this is not the like the slim fast executive he's like on stage at a slim fast conference talking about this <laughs> explaining the plan you wake up every you day some I gummy wake up. worms in your bed yeah i wake up i throw some gummy worms and some of the slim fast powder into a blender along with the little along tequila with the, along and, with the carvel flying saucer yeah and along with the tar- carvel flying saucer and some tequila <laughs> and you smash it down and then you put more of the powder on then i get a juicy steak and there's just like, what is he? <laughs> Juicy steak. What is he talking about? Then I get order some cream spinach to get some vegetables, some greens in the mix. Well, ninety percent of my diet is fat that comes from a cow. Yeah, he's just like that's and that's the slim fast promise. They're like, what? No, we're they're like somebody just immediately starts. Xeroxing their resume on the Slim Fast. <laughs> like, yeah, we're done here. Tommy Lasorda just sunk Tommy the company. I remember Tommy Lasorda was very public growing up. If I know a sports person, it's mm-hmm. usually because they were kind of a media whore, that they wanted to do commercials and they wanted to do sitcoms. And I remember um, Bob Euchre was on that show. He was on Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, Bob Euchre was, uh, he hired Mr. Belvedere. Who he played he played the putts who actually I guess it was a good hire. When you think about good hires, Mr. Belvedere would be top tier. But I remember thinking, why is that guy the lead on this sitcom? And I mm-hmm. think my brother told me like he's a sports announcer. Yeah. Or he's a sports guy. Cause he's not and he's not a likely I mean, not that I want to sit here and sing Alan Thick's praises until Tommy Lasorda's cows come home. Mm-hmm. But Alan Thick looked like a you know, like someone that a casting director would say, yes, you're going to play the dad on this show. Sure. Now, Euchre rolls in from hell like no. a chud. Yeah. They put him in a sweater. Yeah. They wash his face. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, read from the teleprompter. It'll be fine. Yeah. There was a period like that where ABC had Bob Euchre. They made Alex Karras. Uh Webster's fa- uh, you know, stepdad or whatever he was on Webster. Who, he was a football player. He's a football player and he was a maniac as a player. Like he so, was he was brutal. He was so aggressively violent. And now he's just like, come here, Webster. <laughs> come here, Webster. Yeah. That should have been the name of the show. Oh, you know what the other thing is about Mr. Belvedere? You have to realize one thing. Mr. Belvedere is basically John Wick. It's the John Wick story. Mr. Belvedere is a killing machine. He's out for revenge? No, he's a retired killing machine. He was a part of like the <laughs> the British army protecting the queen. You got to assume Mr. Belvedere saw some stuff go down over the years. That's his backstory? Yeah. I couldn't follow. The opening credits were so distracting by that can you play that song brett please please play the mr belvedere on the china never mattered before oh yeah i was so triggered yeah 
And is there a karaoke version? Greasy 80. Yeah, we'd like to sing the karaoke version of the Mr. Belvedere theme mm-hmm. song, please. Imagine you're at a karaoke bar and mm-hmm. then suddenly somebody's there and they're getting up on stage and suddenly you hear bum bum Strings on the title. Never matter before. That's when I would do a Pete Seeger and go get an axe and attack the karaoke. The karaoke machine. <laughs> I'd do an Elvis and I'd shoot the screen. The two of us would conquer. Yeah, yeah you'd be dressed as Elvis. I'd be dressed as Pete Seeger <laughs> with my banjo and my. This is such a good idea. Bald head and giant beard. <laughs> I'll be dressed like late Elvis. Froggy went a courting and he did right. Uh-huh. Froggy went a court. Froggy went a courting and he did right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why would anyone write a song yeah. about a frog yeah. that went on a date? The only way that that works is if you find out like Pete Seeger was like captured by the government and they did LSD <laughs> experiments on him to just be like froggy went like they let him out and then he's just like for six months I didn't know where I was I didn't know who I was where I was and a song popped in my head Froggy went to court and he did right oh my only I had two concerns Froggy and Mrs. Mousy wasn't it Miss Mousy that he went out with oh I never got that far in the song Brett can you before we listen to the Mr. Belvedere oh my karaoke God. there can actually you please- is a karaoke version <laughs> Could you just fact check that Froggy went a courting with Miss Mousy? Yeah, sorry. What am I? Uh, it's the Miss Mousy is the is the part we're not sure. I about. don't understand why this is so complicated. Yeah. Yeah, Brett. yeah, sorry, sorry. That's my bad. All I'm asking you is whether Froggy went a courting with Miss Mousy before we sing the Mister Belvedere karaoke mm-hmm. yeah, no, no, song. No, no, no. Very clear. Yeah, yeah, that's my bad, Brett. I, I don't know why you can't hang with this. I need you to stop unraveling wires. Yeah, yeah. All right, Froggy, what, here, I can just read the whole lyrics, I guess. All right. <laughs> He's so defeated. Oh, man. This is like a novel, this song. Okay, all right, hold on. <laughs> just skip to the Miss Mousy all right, the stuff. Miss That's Mouse. all I want to know. Okay. I want to know the bold face names. All right, here we go. Uh, a frog, frog went a courting and he did ride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Froggy went a courting and uh, he did ride. Sword and pistol by his side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is rode a gun? Up, he rode up to Miss Mousy's door. Yeah! There you go. Yes! Mm-hmm. You know your mm-hmm. Seeger. Female leads. Storytelling. You know your Seeger. Rules for women. I always tell people, don't get into a Seeger off with Julie. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose. Thank you, Brett. There's a third character as well. Who's that? Uncle Rat. <laughs> Uncle Rat. No, that's a Frank that's Zappa. Best Frank Zappa album. <clears throat> Boo is Uncle Rat. Is going in the toilet. <laughs> toilet. Yeah. Uncle Rat has diarrhea. <laughs> the Hershey squirts for Uncle Rat. Uncle Rat's got the Hershey squirts. Bling, bing, bling, 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 Toilets, toilets, Cut to me in high school, like playing that at like yeah. maximum volume in my car alone, eating a <laughs> Subway sandwich in the front seat parked behind the tower uh-huh. video. Uh-huh. Being Bring. like, what shall I rent? What shall I rent? It's 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. What shall I rent? 
Uncle Rat. Uncle Rat. Well, Julie, I have some sad news for you before we do this Mr. Belvedere thing. Mm-hmm. Today, I need to make an announcement. This is the final episode of Double Thread I will be a part of. <gasps> April Fools! April Fools! No, I'm not going anywhere. Again, this is the Uh, prank episode of Double Thread. And that's how pranks work. Look at that. You got pranked. Oh, my God. You gave Brett a heart attack. And what are we going to do today, Brett? (laughs) Oh, boy. This is the the pranks episode of Double Thread. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun here today. Uh, You know what? This is it actually took a a bit of a left turn, but I'm glad that it did because I sent out this call to... to, um, to listeners to send uh, send us pranks, their favorite pranks, the worst pranks, whatever. Uh, and I was expecting clips, mm-hmm. but the majority of people sent in uh, stories about pranks that they have done. Uh, and there's some real there's some real wild ones in here. So I was thinking I could read you a couple uh, prank stories, real life prank stories from our listeners, and you guys could pick the the best prank, the best listener prank. Um, that's been done. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, there are some buckle up because there's some okay, there's some wild ones in here. All right, I'll buckle do you up. A, do you want to hear about a prank I did in sixth grade? Yeah, I put an exploding pen on my teacher's desk. Oh, no. Her name was Mrs. Oh, and no. I was in the next classroom when I heard a big bang mm-hmm. and. Um, I got in really bad trouble. I had to go to the principal and they called my parents and they were like, you have to pick her up. And my parents were like, no, that's not convenient for us. Uh-huh. And then the vice principal made me, um, it didn't, it didn't get bumped up to principal. It was a vice principal mm-hmm. level. Um, yeah. Like that's one of those infraction. ones where it's funny. like, she'll handle it. Like yeah. When you know so about she, adults. And you know, like when you realize how adults work, you know there's just something where, like, vice principals just like, uh, I guess I'll take this one. This one, yeah, I'm not gonna bump this one all the way up. Like to Keith, let Keith take care of this one, or whatever the principal's <laughs> name was. Doctor, it was is Elliot actually. I'll keep this one, Elliot. <laughs> the Klausner, Don't bother the Elliot. Out of control Elliot's again. having pipe time, and then you. See, Elliot's got his feet up on the desk smoking a pipe, yeah. one of those like smoky pipes. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. a bong or nothing. But so, so who was the vice principal? So the vice principal, Mrs. Kelly, made me um, apologize to both classrooms and I was crying. And um, and my parents thought it was hilarious. <laughs> my dad was like, we're going to send her flowers. It's going to be a riot. We're going to like, you know, apologize to her and... Um, in a really grandiose way and it'll just be part of the prank. And I was like, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I can kind of wrap my head around that. The, 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 the thing about that prank was that I didn't tell anyone about it. It was just me. There wasn't, I didn't loop in any friends on the bus that morning where you were just like, I was alone. (laughs) I I was the, um, what is that called? I was in when Kennedy was shot. What is that called? The single lone gunman. Yes. I didn't tell anyone. I was just this like weird kid that was like, hmm, well, you know what would tickle my fancy? Yeah. You're like the, <laughs> you were like the Joker. 
the Joker would do something like that. Be like, I'm doing this for my own pleasure. A pen, I I an exploding have... pen on Mrs. Desk. I must have been influenced by, you know, films or TV shows about people pulling pranks without the knowledge to know that usually those are in the context of some sort of social group that would enjoy the like, like it was just completely me in my own head. Mm -hmm. So then when mm -hmm. I got in trouble, it wasn't like I could, I think she actually asked now that I remember, like, I think the vice principal was like, you know, was this like you and Jen? And I was like, nope, mm -hmm. <laughs> just me. You're like, yeah, it was a flying solo. Yeah. Anyway, that one. was my, that was, and it was around April. Fool. I think it was like March 30th because mm. April Fool's was on a weekend. So I was like, oh, yeah. well, today's April Fool's observed. Can I ask where you got the exploding pen? At um, like a Spencer gift, like a joke store, mm -hmm. one of those, you know, stores that had jelly bellies that you could scoop out with one of those metal scoops and put in a little party bag and then they'd you know have like dirty greeting cards in the back and then in the front they'd have you know goofball stuff mm -hmm. and like a bank where you do the thing and then some little character's pants fall down exactly. when you put the money in it always a hit that and the flower pots for cacti where a guy's opening his pants and it's a cactus or a lady's opening her top and there's two cactuses. Yeah. No, that's the, the, um, strangely puritanical world of Spencer's gifts where things are, you're just being told everything's gross and dirty ultimately. Yes. 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 Everything's gross, dirty and stupid. Yeah. What about you? Did you ever pull any pranks? On your teachers, besides besides prank calling them, I don't think I ever prank phone called teachers though. Why not? Because uh, they're in the phone book. I had more of a. I think I had more of a direct sense of I wanted to prank the parents of the kids that picked on me, and that's yeah, what that's, who I did prank. That's smart. That's smart. And I remember Targeted pranking an strikes. arcade, the arcade once near my house, and being like. Uh, it's like, hey man, is uh my brother there? It's like, uh, who's your brother? It's like Johnny. It's like Johnny, I don't know who Johnny is. I was like, yeah, he goes there, he sells drugs for out of your uh, arcade. <laughs> and the guy's just like, guy's like, he better not be effing selling drugs out of this arcade. I was like, no, nah, it's cool. He sells them in the bathroom. It's it's fine. <laughs> and he goes like, and he was the owner was so mad. And that was a pretty good prank. So Johnny sells drugs in the bathroom <laughs> of your arcade. Your now, prank calls have a they 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 show the quality of a person that thinks it's really funny to get people extremely angry. <laughs> like that guy in the pizza place. Oh, again, the pizza place. That guy, yeah, the classic one where I was working at a music store, and then David Bowie concert tickets showed up, and they were, were sent to the wrong- gracious enough to find huh. their rightful owner. They're sent to the wrong address. I figured out where they were supposed to go. Call this pizza place. I'm like, hey, did somebody order David Bowie tickets? Goes, yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me. And then bring them, and then the guy like takes the envelope and, and looks at them, counts them, and goes, I just want to make sure they're all here. Because, well, first yeah. of all, and logic problem number one is like, 
You moron. I'd be sitting next to you at the show <laughs> if I stole one of the tickets. The guy brought the envelope. Oh, there's only three in here. I don't know. I don't and then know, he shows only up at the show and you've got they, your yeah. David Bowie t-shirt on yeah. and like. And I'm like, put on your red shoes and dance the blues. And he's just like, he's like, you're the guy from the. I'm like, whoops. Ticket stuck to my hand. I don't know what to say. So then Tom prank calls his pizza place because he's mad that the guy was rude to him. Because the guy was so rude. He didn't say thank you. He just said, just want to make sure they're all here. And then turned his back to me, like walked away. Unbelievable. So I'm just like, I'm going to prank this place. So I call him like, yes, I want to order a pizza, please. Like, that's the voice I was using. Are the peppers fresh? Yeah, he, I was like, what ingredients do you have? <laughs> you know what? Can I say something that I just connected? We should have John Kassir call a pizza place. Mm-hmm. We should have him call the same pizza place and describe the kind of pizza he likes. Oh, my God. That would be the ultimate... <laughs> Pizza. I like fresh sauce. Yeah. Fresh cheese. Margarita pies. <laughs> cheese and sauce. Oh, cheese and sauce. Wow. Okay. My let me, let me go grab a pen. Hold on makers. a second. Hold on a second. Let me write down your the things you like on a pizza. So you like sauce on it. Yes. Okay. Fresh sauce. Like fresh sauce. Fresh cheese or, or rotten old cheese? Fresh cheese. Oh, fresh cheese. Great. I want to make a note of that. Don't want to get I come that wrong. from a family of pizza makers. I'm going to make this guy feel like shit. My wife is half Ukrainian. Remember when he yeah. said that to yeah. Anthony? Yeah. Also, who starts a sentence with, I'm going to make this guy feel like shit? He does. That's pretty much the only human I can think of. Brett, let's sing to Mr. Belvedere. All right. And Tom and Julie were, of course, referring to our 100th episode live stream, which you can get on foreverdog.plus. Watch the whole uh, Crypt Keeper saga over there. Uh, Here comes Mr. Belvedere. And who sings this song again? Leon Redbone. Yes. Leon Redbone. Who was on SNL multiple times, I believe. More than once, not multiple. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. For that 70s, 80s SNL, like, yeah. like Joe Cocker and like, the pe- would you call this honky tonk? I guess, what would you call it? It's just like, a, it's like a, it's like bad jazz. It's like bad. It's, it, right. Jazz. Like a Dixieland jazz yeah. meets. Yeah. Like a bad version of it. Not like the good stuff, like what Woody Allen plays. Yeah. I was going in the show, big spider pick. Playing some big spider back my clarinet. <laughs> this band is terrible. If you ever see that documentary, mm-hmm. what yeah, is what it am called? I? We're supposed to go watch Woody Allen. They are so. I will say it is worth watching the documentary just to see, like, when a band is like <laughs> out of. They're just really bad. I can't find my reeds for my clarinet. I need a two and a half. I only have twos. That's too hard of a read. It's too soft of a read, actually. Sorry. Is it? Oh, do you have the lyrics, Tom? No, I don't. I don't need them. <laughs> Streaks on the china, china never, never matter before. Who cares? When, when you, you drop, drop kick your jacket as you came through the door, no one glared. No one cares about Mr. Belvedere. He's walking down the street and he killed a lot of people. 
All hands look out below. There's a change in the status quo. Gonna need all the help that we can get. Mr. Balvin's gonna kill another family this week. Life is more than mere survival. We just might live the good life yet. Mr. Belvedere is gonna murder Bob Euchre. That was good. Yeah, that was great. That was. I think it's also a nice touch for anybody posting karaoke videos on YouTube. By all means, don't include the lyrics when you post a karaoke video. Why would anybody they, need the lyrics? They want the. You just want to marinate in the instrumental. Yeah. <clears throat> I got to get a job singing the example for the karaoke. Like you ever hear the tracks that use the karaoke background, but they just sort of give you a guide. Yes. I got to get that job. I get, but when those, when you find one of those, I'm just like, come on, give it to me clean. Not me. I like it dirty. Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. So, we're talking about pranks. We're talking Can you about dig it. Yeah, and listeners sent in stories about pranks, Brett, and clips. Uh, oh yeah, we got we got listener stories. Uh, not so many clips, but I like this. Let's go with this. This is th- these are some pretty incredible stories here. So I figure we'll we'll read a couple, see what you guys think, and then maybe we can pick a winner, a double threat, uh, you know, prank champion or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. sure. Um, all right, I'm going to kick you off with a real short one here. This is just m- more of an appetizer to the main courses to come later on. But and a moose bush An appetizer. This is from uh, Zamboni311 on Twitter, Zamboni311. And uh, Zamboni311 is a, uh, a musician, was in some bands, I believe, because uh, he says that uh, whenever I played a show on April 1st, I would tell the audience that I saw a raccoon in the venue. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. As in, like, watch out. Just announcing in between songs, like, just so you guys know. That's pretty impressive. There was Unless a, it was that raccoon guy who likes to feed them hot dogs. I'll bet he was yeah. really sad. Come on, guys. Come on. Let's get your hunt. Oh, you're hungry on. today. Yeah. yeah, they're raccoons. They're hungry all the time. <laughs> Boy, the raccoons were hungry today, huh? That video. That video upsets people so much. I've heard <laughs> I've heard from listeners saying just like I didn't like that clip. Like that one I didn't like I was not comfortable really? with. Really? You clip. didn't like a guy wearing a crocheted 
raccoon hat reach into a Tupperware full of cold, uncooked yeah. hot dogs and feed them one by one to yeah. raccoons that were crawling all over his body. No, they didn't. They didn't. And and uh, they were also troubled, I think, that this guy thinks he cracked the code on something. Where he's like, I figured out if you go out with all these hot dogs, these raccoons are going to come right up to you. It's like, yeah, they're maniacs. He's spreading the gospel of like people just don't know how to be swarmed by raccoons. He's and he's not even he's clearly not thinking of the of the other half of the story yet. Where Which is the raccoons trash his house eventually because now <laughs> they associate it with food. And now there's 300 raccoons climbing all over the walls of his house. I mean, there's no doubt that every time he goes to the grocery store to buy them more hot dogs, yeah. that they show up. And depending on how long he takes, it's only a matter of time until they're in the living room. Like, what if there was a snowstorm and then the hot dog truck, the truck oh, delivering that's... the hot dogs couldn't make it. And he's just like, there's no more hot dogs. How am I going to? Yeah, the, the hot dogs will be here in the morning. And he has to go home knowing that tonight it's, <laughs> the raccoons to are going to come for him. Morning. Yeah. That's episode 33, Talk About Overwhelmed by Raccoons. Look at this. Episode at this. 33, he's back announcing like a yeah. like an AM DJ. Yeah. I like how Brett's like, oh, more work for me. Meanwhile, he like is figuring out whatever. It's like no one asked didn't for that. What is this, Marvel Comics? You got a little asterisk next to it. You read down at the bottom of the thing. Check issue four of the Avengers for that, true believers. Like Brett's. Brett uh, thinks he's uh, thinks he's Stan Lee up in this piece. You're not Stan Lee, Brett. You're Stan Lee, Brett. The only Stan Lee Brett is is like Stanley on The Office. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm about to pitch. You You're... know me too well not to know to not know. You mm-hmm. know what I'm about to say. I just wanted to say, what if Stan Lee were on The Office? That's all. That's all okay. I was going to say. What if Stan Lee was on The yes. Office? They cut to his confessionals, and he's like, I got a thing to tell you, true believers. I, the other day, me and old Shellhead, Kevin. Iron Man, were- Creed? Yeah. He would be just like, Creed what is if- annoying today. Creed was annoying today. I wish old Cap was here. He'd throw his shield at him. People were like- Will this weird 88-year-old man stop talking about the Hulk? Old Greenskin. Greenskin is what he calls it? Michael Scott was so mad, I thought he was going to Hulk out on everybody today. (laughs) Mrs. Belvedere. Gender-swapped reboot. I love it. Mrs. Belvedere. Who should play Mrs. Belvedere? Snooky. You. I think you should play. <laughs> Why don't you play Mrs. Belvedere? I think it should be either Snooky or a British person. But you can do a British. <gasps> what about Dame Edna? No, I want you to be Mrs. Belvedere, like a Wesley. 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 I told you I saw Wesley in the lobby of a office, like a, a like. I had a yes. meet. I had a, a general meeting with some company. And then I saw, I was like, oh my God, is that Bryce Beckham? Bryce Beckingham? I was like, that's Bryce Beckingham. I was like, man, I was like, HBO, if 
if HBO knows what's right for them, they're going to sign, they're going to buy whatever Wesley's walking in here right now to, to Whatever sell. is Wesley's selling. <clears throat> yeah. My idea. He's like pitching and things like my idea is be Mr. Belvedere, but from Wesley's point of view. Like, okay. Fine. And why is this at HBO? Why not? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> no, but I was truly starstruck when I saw. Well, you said you <clears throat> had a choice to ruin his day or not, and you took the high road. Yeah, I could have went over and went, Wesley. <laughs> like right before he's about to go in and pitch, ruin I go his, behind him and his... put my hands on his shoulder yeah. and pretend I'm Mr. Belvedere. Wesley, clean your plate. <laughs> weird thing to tell children to do yeah by all means eat everything even if you're full keep eating well that served me well over the years thanks to everybody who taught me that was how you ate keep eating until it's all gone i want a t-shirt that says clean your plate brett i want a double threat i want a double threat t-shirt that says clean your plate double threat all right i'll get right on listen to the whole episode and where are we at on the more work for me shirts? <laughs> well, the pro- it's a catch-22 because it's more work for me to make yeah. the more work for no, me shirts. Of course. So no, that's it's, the- a, it's a how about you catch the ball I'm throwing you. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you just do a shirt with your, with, your, uh, with your resume, like your skills. Or to-do list. Like what Brett can do. Like to-do list. Everything. Is what <laughs> Brett. Say Brett's to-do list. Everything. Everything apparently <laughs> should say. What if that's a shirt? Brett's double threat to do list. Everything apparently, and that's and all on that's the back, on it. More work for me, and on the back more work it says for Brett. More, yeah. Well, speaking of more work for me, here's another prank from this list I uh, curated uh, last yes. night for today's episode. Um, this is from uh, our good friend uh, Stephen Winchell, um, uh, artist extraordinaire. Speaking of merch, uh, uh, yeah, he's. Uh, uh, he's the merch man. The merch man done yeah. several designs over the merch store. Merch that... madness. He's oh, Brett in April. Yeah, merch madness. All right. There we go. That sounds like a sale. That sounds like a double threat sale. Yeah, idea. we should call our next sale merch madness, Brett. Great. I mean, it's April. Did you make a note of yeah, that? It's April third today. I think we do. We just do it anyway. Just run merch madness. Do it okay. anyway. Merch madness. Then how's that? Ooh. How about April showers bring merch madness? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Now, see, Julie just figured it out. Less work for you. (laughs) (laughs) How about this one? How about this a new t-shirt? April showers bring Austin Powers. And then he goes, yeah, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. So we we just came up with seven new double threats. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working on it. On it right now. That we and want one that, that says more work for me. Could you book we want that one lady that says that... Brett's to do list? Everything apparently. Right. We want clean your plate. Clean your plate. We want a shirt that's just a <laughs> as if it's the video box for the Mr. Belvedere porn parody. Okay. And we want to just find like an it'll be like a thirty-year-old actor <laughs> dressed it's like called. With, White and powder in his hair. Trying the to name. Of, you want to hear the name of the porn parody? You want to hear it? I just yes. came up with it. You what want to hear it? it? It's called Mr. Belvedere. Let's have sex. 
So that's what we want that T-shirt too. Okay, great. Yep. What would the office porn parody be called? I mean, the orifice is like an obvious one, but it could be How called so? the the. It could be called "I went to see the office Christmas party," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I had a good old time. Where people in are the back row with yeah. the hole in the popcorn box. <laughs> Did anybody really in history ever put a hole in the bottom of a yeah. popcorn box? Picture some kid. Because you'd have to you'd have to <laughs> it's so, bring you should be in jail forever. Right off the top, I could just say this. You'd clearly part of that to the idea of a, a, a guy putting his uh his uh Johnson. genitals, his Johnson <laughs> through the bottom of a popcorn bucket so that somebody reaches in and they get a, a free thrill. They get a surprise. Um, yeah, a little thrill in the popcorn bucket. <laughs> what a thrill. And by the way, the the word is thrill. Yeah. Every woman's fantasy is thrill. to go yeah. for Give a, a, guy a big thrill. old, you know, when you take that first, like, if your friend has the popcorn yeah. and you're like, I'm going to take a really, really big fistful of this stuff because I'm going I don't all the keep way reaching. into the bucket. So you just Boom. claw your way into it. You're like, oh, this barely fits in my hand. There's yeah. popcorn on the floor now. You know where this falls apart right away is that it means that the guy has to bring the popcorn bucket into the bathroom. <laughs> so right there, that's disqualified for everything. You don't bring your movie snacks into the bathroom. Where are you going to put it? There's no surfaces in a movie theater back you bathroom. You arrange with whoever you're at the movies with so to watch your stuff. So you're going into a stall. Yeah, so this guy's just like... like with a, with a box cutter? A guy and his date are going... <laughs> To the movies, and he's like, they just got their snacks from the concession stand. He's going down the aisle. He's me in his mind. He's just like, what are they seeing? The like, house that Jack built. They're seeing the house that Jack built. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly the, the house set that the mood. Jack, the yeah, house that Jack off. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, I got big plans. I want to get jacked off. Yeah, and he's saying like, I got to. I can't I, wait to get jacked off tonight. So now he's saying, I got to, if I'm going to stick my uh, ding dong business, through the, big business, my business, business. I'm going to stick my business through the hole in the bottom of the popcorn bucket. I have to <laughs> cut a hole in the bu- bottom of the bucket, <laughs> undo my pants. So he's walking with the, with the <laughs> bucket. Out of the bathroom, holding his hand under the hole, so no but that's what I mean. So the popcorn just spills out on the way out. to the theater. Is he undoing his pants? Is he setting the whole thing up? Is he like in position bef- <laughs> he in only the has bathroom? One hand. So he's got, or is he coming oh, back? You to mean the is seat? he walking out with the? Po- but yeah. that would be perpendicular to the ground, and all the popcorn would fall out on the floor. Yeah, but that's what I mean. He's going to walk very slowly down that aisle. To get back to the seat. Leaving a trail of breadcrumbs behind him. Or is he just like going back to the seat with the the hole cut in the bucket that the date (laughs) is going to be like, why would you bring the popcorn into the bathroom? I would have watched it. And he's like, no, it's good to eat some. She's like, I don't want to eat it. It was in the bathroom. He's like, oh, damn it. How is he (laughs) balancing? There's a popcorn box with a hole in it. Mm -hmm. And he has to undo his pants. 
But that's what I'm saying. Is he getting back to the seat and he's suddenly like, okay, let's start doing And he pulls his pants down before he sits down. All the way to the shoes. All, all the way, way to the shoes the and underwear down. And then the date is just like, he- what? He's like, hold on a second. He's adjusting. He's Everything's like, adjusting. He's like, okay, it's pop. Now you can have some, eat some popcorn. Go ahead, Wait, reach so in and get some popcorn. I just want to say, when he's pulling his pants and underwear down to the ground, yeah, which is the most disgusting surface ever, <laughs> he probably gives the popcorn box to his date. Yeah, and he's like, hold this for a second. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, why is there popcorn all over my lap? There's a hole in There's a this. Hole in the bottom. There's a yeah. hole in the bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. She hands it back to him. There's like four kernels left. And yeah. he, he gets himself situated. And then he's like, aha. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Get in there. Get she, some popcorn. <laughs> Get in there. So is he also, what's worse? His pants hitting the floor of the movie theater or his bare bottom hitting a movie theater seat? <laughs> What's what's word? They're both terrible. I'm gonna add a third thing, which is what what when the popcorn inevitably pools into his underwear and he yeah. pulls it up, that particular crunch. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty bad too. Yeah. Or also getting that, that motor oil yeah. all over his genitals. Johnson. Yeah. He's got he's got this what 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 do they call butter at a movie theater? Yes, on his he, situation. Yeah, so now he's going to have like a uh some infection. He's going <laughs> to get chlamydia probably. Say, he's probably going to leave the movie be, theater with chlamydia. Not to be too graphic, but the idea of him situating himself into the popcorn box. Yeah. I imagine there's a certain amount of like you know, are we dealing with like a semi? Are we dealing with like it's, just get it in? None of this adds up. Stuff it in. Yeah. None of this adds up. None of it. And I want to say, if, if anyone has ever done this in real life, go to you jail. must reach out to us before you turn yourself <laughs> into the police. Because we will do it for you. Yeah. We want to talk to anybody who's actually done this. I don't know if we want to talk to them. Right. We just want I to do. know about I them. I don't want to talk to them. Me and Brett will do it on our, our show. Okay. <laughs> you can have the call boys dudes. talk. That's dirty dudes. Dirty dudes. <laughs> our new show, Dirty Dudes. We want to hear about wiping. Yeah. We want to hear about scratching. Yeah. We're here to talk about real dude stuff on Dirty Dudes. Dirty Dude stuff. On Forever What's the dirtiest dog? thing you've dudes? Yeah. Dirty, dirty dog, forever dirty dog. Yeah. No. Well, Brett, get a dirty dudes logo going for our <laughs> show. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Dirty dudes done dirt. Uh, dirt, dirt. Yeah. No, just dirty dudes, mm-hmm. and it's a picture of you, and it's a picture of Tom, but mm-hmm. your faces are like put on dog bodies, so like yeah. bulldogs' bodies, cool. mm-hmm. but cool. your two faces, yeah, on two different bulldogs, yeah. And Should I make mad. us look? Do I sort of uh, mash the dog face and the human face together? No, no, no. Just okay. nope. Nope. Good question. Mm-hmm. Thanks. It's a dog body and your head. Yeah. It's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Not exactly, mm-hmm. because I was actually just thinking about okay. that, because Body Snatchers. Oh, do they have the, the whole head or is it just the face? 
It's just the face, and it's sort of the dog's head is mm-hmm. the frame of the dog's head is still there, and it's like a human face kind of grafted onto a dog's head. Then I defer to you because that okay. is a truly terrifying and iconic image, mm-hmm. yeah. especially because that guy looked like Stephen Sondheim, which is particularly disturbing <laughs> <He> to me. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a world <laughs> where plants eat you, and also Sondheim is a dog. In San Francisco. You've seen that movie, right, Tom, with the mud baths? The invasion the of, Donald the Donald Sutherland the invasion yeah, of the body I snatchers? It. I, I saw it. I, I couldn't tell you two things oh, about you it. Got it. You got to revisit it, my friend. It's such a it's such a quality film. That's directed by Abel Ferrara. It is directed by Abel Ferrara. Star. He's definitely done the popcorn box thing. Yeah. At his premieres. He's probably in the bathroom of a midtown Manhattan movie theater with some sort of hole cutter that he'll do is like two bucks. You want a hole cut in the bottom? I got a puncher. <laughs> and it's a gun. It's a gun. Yeah. He just shoots just it. Just firing a gun at you. He probably does it by himself when he's just going to the movies alone. Just for no the, question. Absolutely yeah, no question. Just for the thrill. <clears throat> no yeah. question. And at that point, the butter is just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this guy. Yeah. I know this. I know so what to do. He's just there going, uh, He's just going to the movie theater, just saying, like, uh, one for Lost City. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ferrara, you have to leave your whole punch in the yeah. front. Yeah, Mr. Ferrara. They do, like, a metal detector on him. It's like, <laughs> I don't like, have it on gun. me this time, guys. I don't have it on me. And then it, it goes off when they rub it near his ankle. Like, they run it. And it's, it's in his sock, the, the whole punch. <laughs> Like, why does it have to be surrounded by popcorn? Because it just does. It just does. <laughs> it's my thing. What do you want me to do? Well, speaking- I don't know. Not that. Yeah, just not that. Brett, you were speaking, that's, saying something. That's what okay. now? That's a, it, no, 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 no. What, what are you speaking of? I got another prank I want to share with you. This Tell one's from, this one's from Stephen Winchell. Uh, so this one, now we're getting into the, the really elaborate ones here. So this mm-hmm. is what Steven says. When I was in college, me and my friends knew a really obnoxious know-it-all. He had an extremely high opinion of himself, and he didn't realize how annoying he was. We knew we had to prank him, and we wanted it to be good. Since he thought he was the smartest guy in the world, we wanted to play into that. So we decided to prank him by sending him cryptic, anonymous letters through the campus mail full of strange puzzles and mysterious messages but none of it meant anything. We made sure they looked and felt like real puzzles, even though they were total nonsense. We figured he'd think he was being targeted by some kind of mysterious puzzle club, and he'd try to resolve something that literally had no solution. And that's exactly what happened. He spent hours writing on his blog about his theories, how he consulted numerologists and studied ancient symbols to decipher these messages. He collected everything in a huge binder that he carried around with him at all times. It got him so frustrated that he couldn't crack this code, and he never once figured out that there was nothing to crack. Wow. It's kind of like life itself. Hmm, hey. <laughs> kind of like life itself, eh? There's sometimes it feels like you're trying to solve a thing that there's no actual solution to. Not unlike life itself, eh? <laughs> Why do you say A like a Canadian after it? Um, Because I'm uh, emigrating to Canada. Oh, good. I will be a citizen. Y- you soon. love Toronto. Yeah, I do love Toronto. Um, 
Can I say something about that story? Steven, w- Steve Winchell just admitted to creating the Zodiac Killer. Basically. Yes. And QAnon. And QAnon. That guy became Q. Yeah. That's torture. I love it. There's only one Q in my heart. The Q from Star Trek The Next Generation. I don't know what that is. You've mentioned that before, and I don't know who Q is. Brett, is can you pull up a clip? Okay. Yeah, sure. He's an, he's an interdimensional being. Uh, he's kind of omnipresent. Aren't we all? He pops in every once in he's a while. He's like the great gazoo of Star Trek. And he he literally, his performance might make... um. The guy who was uh, the guy who was always on shows going well, like looks uh-huh, subtle. Uh-huh. Got it. Now, are you Team Star Trek or Team Star Wars? I'm Team um, Star t- uh, Growing Up <laughs> and Stop Pretending You're in Outer Space. That's me in outer space. 500 years from now, is Star Wars an actual religion? I think yes. 500? Yes. I think That's it, a lot. I think it keeps twisting and growing to where it's an actual religion in our culture. I think Disney Plus is helping am- that come true. It's amazing. Patrick Stewart, you look at him there, it's just like he's like 36 there. I mean, he still looks amazing. I mean, yeah. he's... Got that thing where he's always going to look good, whether he's 36 or yeah, however old he is now. But Square jawed. That's just... Squ- that, exactly. He's like a statue. I mean, that's what... Dimpled. Look at that the, He's dimple. got that chin. He's got that strong nose and mm-hmm. a low eyebrow. I mean, it's also that, like, it's... He's so handsome that it's better that he's bald because you can concentrate on his face more. It feels like he would be, he's so handsome that if he didn't have something that like humanized him, like like uh, being bald, it makes him unique, then at least you feel mm-hmm. like you could approach him. And because and he would be so convent, he would be so ridiculously conventionally handsome. He'd be all of the your James head would Bonds explode. in one man. Yeah. He would be. He would have been a good James Bond. All right. Who is this cute? Ah! It's the dilly dilly guy. Thou art notified that thy kind have infiltrated the galaxy too far already. Thou oh, he's art too much. To this to guy. Solar system immediately. That's quite a directive. Would you mind identifying what you are? We call ourselves the Cube. Oh, I thought he had one leg. I thought he was standing on a peg leg. I present myself to thee as a fellow ship captain, that thou mayst better understand me. Yeah, it's just dressed in like Shakespeare garb. Like Shakespeare meets pirate. Everything in the past on this thing is just. They're always obsessed with like Gilbert and Sullivan and. Right. Shakespeare, which Shakespeare mm. would have been 1,100 years ago at this point. He would not have injured you. Do you recognize this? The stump setting? Knowing humans is That's my parents' garage door opener. Yeah. Do you recognize this? Yeah. Now Mr. and Mrs. Klausner's garage door opener? I most certainly die. I want to Q go in wearing and see a lot of self-tanner. Where, they keep, where do they keep the surplus paper towels? <laughs> 
wear some rags to wash the car. That's exactly what's in their garage. <laughs> oh, I know. Some I'm doing framed, the show live from some, their garage right now. Some framed pictures with the images tilted towards the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, your your story is amazing and slightly Demonic. troubling. Demonic. Yeah, but we love it. that a um analyze this thing a little bit a little bit or no a little bit a little bit yeah i think it just is this amorphous robert de niro thing he's great and i loved watching him burst <laughs> through a photo of himself at the oscar after party did you see that picture i didn't watch the oscars this year uh, what happened uh, oh no was there's a picture of him at an after party there's a giant picture of himself that he's Sticking his head through like an eight there foot is? picture of himself. Yeah. Where does he put his head? Like in the mouth? Brett. Is there like is it like a picture of him with a hole in the mouth? Please, Brett. I know you're overworked here. More oh, work yeah, for me. Is it, et cetera. You've yeah. got pranks to run through. We know that. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, okay. Robert De Niro 2022, 2022 Oscar okay. after party. Hmm. Why you make that noise? Go to Google. Yeah, my, my. and type in Google. image. Type in images. Robert De Niro. Okay, in Google Images. Okay, Robert De Niro, twenty twenty two, Oscars after party. Uh, I'm not seeing. All right. I don't think people are talking enough about that skit where Wanda Sykes dressed up like venus and serena's dad and push that cart of mm -hmm. tennis balls around the yeah. stage in those little shorts that was really funny seriously that was extremely I, funny when she put that beard on i gotta say i thought i thought the seat filler thing that that some people that was were, funny i thought it was legitimately funny and i thought I could not believe that America that there that there would be more than fifty people in America who would yeah. question whether that was real or not. They were all questioning reality as we knew it at that point, though. But where are we at? Where people are just like, uh, "That's actually really disrespectful," because uh, Kirsten yeah. Dunst is a is a respected actress in her own right, and so it's like, it's like, yeah, that's the the joke. Is that mm -hmm. she didn't know who that was, and she just thought she was a seat filler. It's kind of the joke. Robert De Niro's waiting. I found it. Talking Italian. Do you know that song? I do. I remember that one by Banana Rama. That's a good song. They're so good. Breck, can we get Banana Rama on the show? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. Cruel Summer, great song. Yeah, Love Banana Rama, great yeah. song. It ain't what you do, it's the way that you do it. It ain't what you do. And we got to get Fun Boy 3 on, too, so they can do that We together. want Fun Boy Fun 3, Boy we want Bananarama, and then we want that lady, what was her name, Denise Edgerton? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, Denise Edgerton from uh, the, uh, the, the, the Herald. The, uh, Altoona, yeah, the, Altoona, Altoona Herald. Herald. Um, somebody posted, uh, somebody tweeted that I think she passed away a few years ago. Oh, um, that's a shame. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yes. She came across beautifully. Well, then we want to interview the Dairy Queen employees. Yes, we need <laughs> every clip. one of those Dairy Queen employees back for yep. a cast reunion. 
the ones who were completely yeah speechless and yeah. Ernest Borgnine was like don't all talk at once yeah don't all talk at once you got a great you- dead shirt on are you serious? <laughs> this is like <laughs> it's the weirdest picture ever. No it's, way! It's so this weird. is not real. How it's is this real? real as it gets. It's too real. This is like he's bursting what, through. I a was picture gonna say this himself. is what obstetricians have nightmares about. Yeah, I'm giving birth. He's like. I'm me. having a baby of myself through my own face. The shining. Google Gaga. Here's Bobby. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All we need is um Marty Scorsese where the butthole would be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's me. One of the best roast jokes was Nikki Glaser when Robert De Niro was on the dais at the Alec Baldwin um, roast, help us. and Nikki Glaser said that she was so. Ex- she said, "Robert De Niro, I'm so excited to share this stage with you." And she said, "And by this stage, I mean this final stage of your life, because you're <laughs> not going to be alive for Nikki much longer." Gla- Nikki Glaser is the roast assassin. Yeah, she is the roast assassin. She's amazing. She's all time amazing. All time best, in my opinion, is Greg Giraldo, though. All time best. I gotta, oh I gotta God. watch a Geraldo mashup. Yeah. To, um, yeah. To agree with you, I haven't. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Like him roasting the, the uh, Larry the Cable Guy. There's just a point during it where he just goes off script and goes, "Why are you so successful? It's yeah, killing yeah, yeah. Me. I think I know about that. Like, that's great. He's just like it's just like I'm killing myself to try to make it, and you're so successful. Um, yeah. So, rest in peace, those, Greg Geraldo. Rest in peace, Greg Geraldo. Brett. Yeah. So this is a. Do you have uh, another this, prank for us? Yeah. This is a prank. That, hey, Brett. Brett. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, do you have another prank for us? Oh, yeah, I do. I got another one. I got a couple more here. Okay. Um, this is, you guys want to hear it now? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's this is it. a prank that uh, backfired. Um, and this is in, in favor of uh, the listener who sent it, Rob. So, what mm-hmm. happened to Rob is that um, a dude in high school tried to prank Rob. Uh, Rob was a big Mighty Mighty Boston's fan. You guys remember the Mighty Mighty Boston's? Do I remember? Every they, day, just, they just every broke day. up. They just called I, it a day. Oh, man. I um, I I do my calisthenics and I do a little skanking and then I'm ready for mm-hmm. my day. Yeah. Well, this is in honor then of the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Um, uh, a dude in high school pranked Rob uh, by making him think that he'd won backstage passes to the Mighty Mighty Boston's. They were in town, oh and this God. guy made Rob think he won backstage passes. But the way that he did this was that he actually bought tickets to the concert what? for Rob. And then uh, created this like fake letterhead from the record label and then <laughs> sent him actual tickets to the Mighty Mighty Boston's concert with this uh, letterhead that said like that, you know, this, these uh, come with backstage passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Rob just got to go to the concert for free because he yeah. had these tickets. And then it turns out they were doing a meet and greet anyway. So we met the Boston's <laughs> anyway. I so backfire, <laughs> hard backfire. That's what you get. Sorry. 
That's what you what get. This is, is what you going get. On with that when prank. you mess with what Rob. Are the what are their goals? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a prank. That's like um. It's like Brett. Can you? I know we're making you pull up a lot of clips today, but I, that's that's uh. It's where the cookie crumbles, boss. Mm, yeah. Um, please pull up the Dana Carvey show at the drive-through. And this this was actually submitted by a listener as well. We did get a couple clips submitted, so this one this, this is, is a good one. Okay. Yeah. Do you know that with one, Julie? Yeah, with Colbert. Yeah. Do you know this one, Brett? Um, I I I don't think I had seen it before I watched it this weekend when somebody sent it in. It's uh, it made Colbert me laugh. Is so delicious on that show. He and Carell mm-hmm. are so delicious. You just want to bottle up their you know maniacal energy they're so cute and excited about doing stuff yeah this is a this is that kind of prank i bought him tickets and then he went to the show but he couldn't wasn't gonna also get backstage see but then he did meet the whole band but everybody did, so what I guess a prank. I was right. What a prank. Epic. So it's at a drive through Car pulls around. Welcome to Burger World. Can I help you? Uh, yes. Um, <clears throat> we like um, three oh, it's large corral. double cheeseburgers. <laughs> three large fries and a uh, apple pie and uh, get, uh, three Pepsis. Yeah, three Pepsis. Three Pepsis. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, drive around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that'll be 1223, please. Okay, That's Michael. Um, here's a Is it? Okay, I'll be right back when you change your food. Okay. What <laughs> wig right did here. they get him to wear? Yeah. <laughs> they don't even get their change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the level of prank that that mighty mighty boss tones uh was at. It was great. Yeah. I actually was pranked uh a mighty mighty boss tones related prank is that um I bought two tickets to their show, and somebody pranked me by giving me two more tickets. <laughs> That's a pyramid scheme. I think the Mighty Mighty Bossums are an MLM. Yeah. I think that's what the two M's stand for. Yeah. The only way they're mighty, an MLM, MLM is if one of those, if there's some way that an M or an L can be the word terrible. They're a terrible, My least terrible, music. terrible. My least favorite music. Thank you, Brett. What did Brett say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. My least favorite music. M L. Is that true? I was just, I was just, I was just pranking the boss tones there with. Uh, I will say this: if they had a different like singer, him. would you like them more? Because that guy's voice is Dicky. Yes, Dicky. Jimmy Kimmel's former announcer. Why would he think? That would be the voice of his show. Because he's like, Jimmy I love how Kimmel. he sings. He's got to announce great. He's not that good. Is Jimmy Kimmel's the most overranked person 
Ay, 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 with the jokes I see. Some of you play, I see these monologue jokes. I'm just like, this This is the guy who was going after Leno so hard for yeah. so long. And now he just is Leno. What were his takes on the slap? What were his hot takes on the slap? I, I don't, I don't know. What I is. saw Bill Mars a week later and I thought, woo, new takes, yeah. new rules, new takes. Bill Mars. You know, Bill Mars got a new podcast out. Oh, goody. Oh, where he talks about how, how easy podcasting is? Yeah. It's called Club Random. Club Random. I, oh Can you goodness. put that on your massive to-do list that we do a podcast rescue for that at some point? Absolutely. Yeah. I can read you a little um, description of it real quick just to, I wish you just would. to let the appetite. I wish you would. Um, Club Random. Does anybody that, why isn't yeah. it called That's So Random? Yeah. That's so, like... No Mar is what it should be called. <laughs> no Mar, Bill Mar. Bill Mar rewrites the rules of podcasting the way he did on television in this series of one-on-one hour-long conversations. Oh, it's a one-on-one. <laughs> oh, what an original goddamn idea! So he has a a one-on-one conversation for an hour. Wait Where a minute! On earth he rewrote the come rules up with that? in the Where, middle of a yeah. game. He Those, rewrote the rules. Guys, the rules just got changed. This Bill Maher's doing a one-hour, one-on-one conversation on his podcast with people. Where, where did he come up with the one-hour mark? What, 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 what lab was he in? Cracking the code on that? He's like Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. <laughs> He's like, yeah. this is my experimental pod. His experimental pod. Yeah, it is. I've tested it on a baboon. Who, it's and, one hour with me and a guest one-on-one. Can you imagine what guests he's going to have on this thing? My first guest, Ann Glenn, Coulter. Glenn, Glenn Greenwald, Ann Coulter, Milo Yiannopoulos, and Hitler. Hitler is coming back from the dead yeah, Hitler, just and to then, be a guest. But then he always has like Ben Affleck on somehow. Like it's always like, like He was so high on the fumes of his own... Like the the... the he thought it was so revolutionary in the 90s that he would have Pauly Shore and like Camille Paglia on the yeah. same show. He he was drunk on that yeah. as a amazing, yeah. crazy, out-of-the-box idea. He would the, talk about it constantly. That he's just smashing. You, you, nah, you don't get it, people. I have Pauly Shore on, and then I have Camille Paglia on. No, they don't go together. We get it. We well, get it. Why don't you leave? Why don't you leave? Maybe you're the one that <laughs> we should remove the, from the how equation. How about those two just talk to each yeah, other? Yeah, without you butting in with the... Ay, ay, ay. I never wanted to believe in religion more than to see mm-hmm. Christ come off the cross and just go to him, hey, I'm here, <laughs> jerk. Well, that might not be what Christ would say. To be fair, he might not call... First thing he <laughs> might not say is he might not... Christ comes back, first thing he might not do is go find Bill Maher. And he but, probably but might not cool call him. He, he might not go, hey, I'm back, jerk. I don't know. That would make me a believer if I I thought Jesus was the Joe revenge taking sort. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what oh, any more of this, So one on one hour long thing for Bill Maher. What, what else does it say? Uh so yeah, so it's called uh the last part of it here is um uh hold on a second. Uh, the one-on-one hour-long conversations, rewriting the rules of podcasting. Uh, these t- okay, they take place 
uh, with a, a wide variety of unexpected guests in the undisclosed location called Club Random. Oh, God. I like how he thinks that that's like that, what is that it, anyone the cares. Cave? Yeah, we're, yeah. From parts unknown. Bill Moore. You mean Zoom? You mean Zoom? Yeah. Undisclosed location? What are you, the CIA? Yeah. No, no. Julie, they can't reveal where he's at. They'll get him. They'll get him. I I mean, just call it. Does he have Kid Rock? I bet he has Kid Rock on in his first 15 episodes. Sam Elliott talking about. Power of the dog. Yeah. I've got two more pranks here uh, before we pick a winner. You guys want to hear these? Yes. All right. So, uh, you know, sometimes pranks are about taking people down a peg. Sometimes they're about lifting people up a peg. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is this is a sweet prank from uh, Laura, listener Laura. And she says, uh, about 15 years ago, I worked at a Pete's Coffee, and it was kind of the worst, but usually coworkers were pretty cool. Once in a while, baristas from other stores would work a shift in our store, so we'd have a new coworker for the day. And one day, a very hipster, too cool for school kind of dude was working one of the visiting shifts. He was pretty serious and annoyed by everything. I was bored, and I wanted to lighten him up a little. So while we were standing at the cash register, I pointed to the receipt printer and said, Hey, did you know I'm psychic? I can guess what you're thinking, and it will come out on the next print. He rolled his eyes, but agreed to play along. So what Laura had done is she had drawn a, a cartoon like on the receipt slip and planned it so that the very next thing that was going to come out was this cartoon she had drawn. Uh, so she took a second. She um, asked him to like lock his thought in, you know, do the whole psychic routine. And then I closed my eyes tightly, and I nodded at the printer, hit the manual print button, and then slowly but surely, uh, this picture came out of uh, came out of the Can you printer. Scroll down a little. Yeah. Scroll down. Scroll. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's amazing. It's a doodle of somebody bent over, and they're looking through their legs with their butt <laughs> at the top. <laughs> And she says she got a smile out of him. She said he he, he laughed. He said the, re- the rest of the day was a lot a lot uh, nicer after that. <laughs> so she said, I'm psychic. I can print out what you're thinking. And then it was mm-hmm. a guy pulling his pants down and showing his butt. Amazing. <laughs> no, that would like that would brighten my day. Brett. It just you know what I'm about to day. say. T-shirt. You know what I'm about to say. New t-shirt. I think we do it, that character like the Grateful Dead dancing bears, just like a row like, of them in different it colors. It looks like Gethard. It looks like Gethard. It does look a little bit like Chris Gethard. There's actually a little backstory on this doodle. What did she say? Oh, uh, also, some kid in my high school drew this doodle on someone's binder one day, and I've never forgotten it. It's my go-to doodle when trying to make somebody laugh. It's great. Well, it's working. It's making us laugh now. <laughs> I like that he has... Po- like that we know that they're jeans because yeah. we can see the pockets. The little pockets, yeah. So here's my pitch. Double threat t-shirt, but the A is that guy. I like that. What about a, a shirt where each letter is a is an image and then people who know know? 
That's kind of like our Zodiac Killer shirt. That's true. We're getting a little. <laughs> Which people should go get. People should get the Zodiac. I saw Brett wearing, I was wearing one, one the other day. Yeah, I was wearing one this week. Yeah. That's your favorite. I think that looks best on you, Brett. Oh, thank you. That one. Of all the designs. Mm-hmm. I like oh, anything I you wear, Brett. Ah, uh, thank you. There we go. It's better. Brett, have better you? What you pass that cubby with your slider close every day? Oh yeah, yeah, every day. It's a kind of you know like um, sometimes in um, locker rooms they'll put a sign uh, on the exit and you like tap it you know whenever you enter and leave the. Oh, I've the seen Ted room. Lasso. I've seen Ted Lasso. His sign says, "What does the sign say, Tom?" Uh. The show's not particularly funny, but it's very. I want to do a show. I want to do a show called Ted Noose. Ted because Noose. Because the lasso is Fred very Noose. close to a noose. Fred Noose. Fred Noose. It's about someone who kills himself after watching yeah. Ted Lasso. Yeah. But you're saying, Brett, you pass that cubby and you're like, yes. Yeah, exactly. Coming into work every day, it's a good, you know, if, if I'm if I'm feeling tired or, or low on energy, low on motivation, I see that. And it reminds yeah. me of, um, you know, the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, have you folded the shirt or is it just still scrunched in there? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's, you know, it's a good p- point. I could probably make more of a shrine out of it. It's, a little, it's a little crumpled gear. right now. Respect, yeah. your, respect your materials, respect your instrument. I appreciate that. You know, I think I will. I think I'll build a little shrine in my office. Hang it up. Give it a little steam. Yeah. Costume. Respect yourself. Like Bruce Willis said. In In that record where they had a mix so low in the thing. Like his vocals are almost un like really (laughs) imperceptible. It's like the return of Bruno. The return of Bruno, yeah. But his voice is mixed so low on a record he's the singer Guys, on. guys, we don't talk about Bruno. That's true. No, 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 no. <laughs> is that how it goes? No, 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 Bruno. We don't that talk about like Bruno. No, 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 no. And then Flo, is it Flo and Eddie going, yeah, 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 yeah. I've never been happier to not have kids. <laughs> Want to watch we don't talk about Bruno over and over again. Plant, and I watched Encanto. I was like, there is too much going on with mm-hmm. this animation. These faces are like, bleh, bleh, bleh. Mm-hmm. Bah, 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 bah. I don't know. I, I started they to watch zoom the other past one. Past frame. What's the the new Pixar one? Red. Uh, whatever red, it is. Oh, uh, red. Yeah. I was just like, like ten minutes in, I'm just like, I'm tired. Well, it's neck-breaking animation. I mean, it's yeah. really, really like, you know, I don't mean to be glib, but like seizure-inducing. Like, yeah. it's intense. Like, I grew When I was growing up, we had Pinocchio. Well, Pinocchio's the worst one of all. That it's one, Pinocchio, so disturbing. Pinocchio is like torture disturbing. for a child. It is torture. It Brett, is. It is. Brett, mm-hmm. promise me and Julie one thing right now. Your lovely child, mm-hmm. uh, Clark. What is your kid's name? Uh, his name's Sandy. Okay. Sandy. I thought it was Clark for some reason. Um, but Sandy. That's right. That sounds better. Um, please promise us you will not show Sandy Pinocchio for a very long time. <sighs> yeah, the ship's already sailed on that one. 
Sorry. You showed him Pinocchio. Pinocchio. He's like four months old. I love Pinocchio. Yeah, but it's so. It's just like it's, it's the so upsetting. It's so upsetting, and it's so dark, and it's like basically saying that the world sucks. It well, it's it's telling children never to leave the house. Yeah, to be scared of everything. Well, now I know why you showed him because you want uh, you want a little soldier in the uh, bread army, right? So, do you think of the three of us? Brett is the most likely to commander a militia. There's no question, right? Wait, of what? Of the forever the three dog? Three of people? us. Oh, of the three of us, yes. There's uh, no question. Forever dog, it would definitely be Joe before Brett. <laughs> I might do it accidentally. Like, it wouldn't start out as a militia. Yeah. But it, then you right, sort of it would start you as like, look around like one a, day like and you're a like, dad, a dad group. We're like, Let, it's yeah. just dads, and we're going to like. And Brett's meanwhile like, maybe what if we were to t- try to seize the post office? <laughs> I mean, can you start with the one on 19th Street? Yeah, let's go take the post office over. <laughs> Where all of the pens are just, like, the, the casing of them is still there. Like when a snake sheds its skin. I'll tell you one thing, though. Mm. When it comes to pens now, I hope that they're just the casing when I hear about you. The mad bomber there, Mrs. <laughs> Got a pen exploding. I don't want to hear. Mrs. also did something like that Richard you will Jewell. actually like know lady. that I was justified in pranking her by. Wait, what did you just say? You're like her? Richard Jewell. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd warned her about the pen, I would have been Miss yeah. Miss Jewell. Um, Mrs. had us each choose one of the lyrics from we didn't start the fire to write a book report mm-hmm. about it. Cause she thought that song was amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a great and assignment. Like, I'm going to say that that's a, that's a fun assignment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she also was like, and don't choose anything stupid like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. She wanted um, to be like, I chose uh children of thalidomide and here's my <laughs> report. <laughs> what? Okay, great. And then she said, "We're all good." And when we're done, we're going to send it to Billy Joel and mention that your teacher thinks he has a cute butt. So you think I was unjustified with the exploding? No, I'm going to say, "Let's go." I'm going to go. I'm going to go price out some exploding pens. (laughs) We're going to make a a visit to uh, Mrs. I will say, on the bus on the way to school that morning, I had the pen, and there was another kid there who had like a cap gun, and I was Mm -hmm. like. Oh, can I have one of your caps? So I do think the cap was more powerful. What are you, than the, the trench coat mafia? <laughs> what was going on there at that school? I got an exploding pen. I got a cap gun. I'm terrified now. <laughs> you you're scaring me, Julie. I I grew up. I went to Solomon Schechter. Mm-hmm. Say no more. Say no more. Nudge, Say nudge. no more. <laughs> well, my wife went to Solomon Schechter. Say no more. <laughs> Brett, we want Eric Idle on the show. Okay, all right, yes. Yeah. I'm put that at the top of the list. Why? Why? Say no Whoa. more. <laughs> What if we get Eric Idle in and every time he starts talking, we go, say no more. And he finally, like, see how fast he leaves? He's just like, I don't have time for this. He just walks out. 
<laughs> Did you know that Elvis used to call people squire? Yeah, evening squire. <laughs> evening squire. Yeah. You got any swimming costumes? Yeah, say no more. She liked photography. Yeah, yeah. Like photography, <laughs> swimming costumes. Hey, Sonny. Swimming costumes. <laughs> What's it like? What's it like, man? <laughs> you ever been with a lady? What's it like? Picture one of those goofballs who was like in his crew. His entourage. And it just happened to be like, hey, man, he wants to uh, do that. Uh, do that British thing again. You go in and do it with them this time. The British thing. Yeah. So. Look at, look at Jimmy in the background. Look at him. Oh. Yeah. It's like a Blair Witch Project. Hey, Jimmy. Okay. Now it's not like Blair Witch Project. What if he's watching a little TV down there? You realize there's a little TV. I'd be thrilled. We'd have that in common. Yeah. Brett. All right, I got one last prank for you here, um, and this one is this one is a is, this one's a, quite a journey. This might be one of the wildest emails I've ever received from a listener. So this is uh, this prank was done by listener Dan, listener Dan, and he says, "My friend AJ hates Randy Newman. He might hate Randy Newman to counterbalance how much I love Randy Newman." But what's most relevant to this prank is the intensity of his hatred for Randy Newman. He mm-hmm. hates Randy Newman. Uh, but he also lives in L.A., Randy Newman's home turf. Yeah. Uh, they both live in L.A. Um, now, uh, one day Dan was looking at the cover of the album uh, Little Criminals. Mm-hmm. It's album that features short people. All right. So there's the cover of Little mm-hmm. Criminals. Oh, I, I could have done with a tighter crop, so I didn't need to see the... <laughs> Bulge on his jeans, but that's okay. Whatever's going on there. I would have cut it off at the belt, but that's just me. Go ahead. So um, Dan was looking at this album, and he started trying to figure out exactly where this photo was Mm -hmm. taken. After Mm -hmm. spending an afternoon on Google Street View, I was able to place exactly where it was taken. Uh, It was the, um, the 7th Street overpass over the 110 in L.A., and he uh, put a little uh, drop pin on his Google Maps um, and then just waited. This, this prank took a while, apparently. Okay. And then one day, Dan and AJ, AJ, remember, hates Randy Newman. They're driving mm-hmm. around L.A. And Dan notices that they're getting close to this drop pin. They're getting close to the 7th Street overpass. So he takes a little detour and drives over this overpass and then stops the car and says, hey, this is a really cool view would you mind if we got out and you, you take a picture of me in, 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 you know, on this overpass? And AJ says, sure, sure thing. Um, and so uh, we, they, they park the car and they're walking to the middle of the overpass. Uh, and meanwhile, Dan on his phone is Googling little criminals to try to set up the shot exactly so that it replicates the album cover. Mm-hmm. He asks AJ, AJ hates Randy Newman. He asks AJ to stand next to the railing in order to get the phone <laughs> in the right position <laughs> for his photo. Right? Yeah. Uh, he very uh, little did he know that I was I was taking his photo, taking AJ's photo at this time. And I had no interest in taking a picture of myself here. Um, so we did this. And then AJ very kindly attempted to hold the phone in the exact same position to take my photo. Uh, and I was barely keeping it together as I posed for this version <laughs> of the photo that I would later discard. And then um, 
So AJ had no idea that I had just tricked him into recreating the cover of an album that he despised. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then as we're walking back to the car, I pulled up an image of little criminals next to the photo of him that I had just taken and declared, I goofed you. His face <laughs> dropped and I could see him adding up all the time and effort we had just spent on this detour and realizing how complicit he was in his own destruction. Oh, my goodness. That is insane. That is amazing. Do we have a? He didn't send the picture. He did not. But I'm, I'm going to ask. Oh, um, come on. We want that picture on a T-shirt. Yeah, Dan. If AJ. you have the little criminals recreation that you shot of AJ, please send it to us, yeah. and we'll we'll pull it up we on a want, future episode. We want a, that photo, and it'll say, uh, "I got goofed." What did he say? I goofed you. Yeah, goofed instead you. of little criminals, it'll say, "I goofed you." If somebody was saying that to me, like, "I goofed you," I'd be like, "What? I goofed you? You what?" I goofed you. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I need. I'm gonna. I'm gonna need you to unpack that. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm amazed at that. That's pretty impressive. But I'm with AJ. Randy Newman blows. <laughs> you don't have a friend in Tom. You Randy. don't. Tom, I'm gonna tell you. You can't tell me you go to a Dodgers game. Dodgers win. They start cranking I Love L.A. over the loudspeaker. Something happens. Something happens. You don't even get that that song's ironic. That would, that would be me. I'd be in the stadium screaming that. Did you get a Dodger dog, Brett? Got a Dodger dog. And uh, speaking earlier of Tommy Lasorda, they have uh, Tommy Lasorda's wine on sale at Dodger Stadium. No, get, they don't. Yes, you can get a, Tommy a, Lasorda does not have a wine. That guy indeed. is so... Yeah. He has a winery. That guy is so lunch pit. You've got to be Lasorda Winery. You can get a nice, uh, a nice Lasorda Pinot with your Dodger dog. All right, it's that time of the show. We're going to crown our uh, prank, the double threat prank champion. Uh, Who had the best prank? Can you review them for us, Brett? Yes. So uh, we had uh, Zamboni three eleven, who would just uh, whenever he was playing a show on April first, tell the audience there was a raccoon in the venue. I'm actually going (laughs) to see Zamboni three eleven. I'm going to see Zamboni 311. Uh, I got tickets to see Zamboni 3. It's Limp Biscuit, Zamboni 311, and Stained. Um, but you know, Tom, there yeah. will actually be a raccoon in that stadium, you yeah. know, if you saw that that bill. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know people will be like, it's legal to bring a raccoon to a show. And the raccoon is, mar- is wearing a mask, but they're not. Yeah. My raccoon does not want to get COVID. <laughs> I, however, do. I, I, however, am in fine with getting COVID. My raccoon is. My raccoon is vaccinated. Yeah. yeah. I am not. Yeah. I will be vaccinated, though, uh, when you when my raccoon bites me regularly. So <laughs> I assume I'm vaccinated, too, because the raccoon bit me 60 times. So, so that was Zamboni three eleven. Yeah. Uh, then we got Stephen Winchell sending the, uh, the these cryptic codes and messages mm-hmm. to the smarty the puzzler, pants. The puzzler, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, we got Rob, who was who was supposed to be the target of a prank, but ended up pranking the prankster by just having a great time at a Mighty Mighty Boston's concert. Uh, we got Laura who drew the, uh, the doodle, uh, uh, and did the psychic mm-hmm. prank at coffee, mm-hmm. at Pete's coffee. Yeah. Uh, and then we had Dan's, uh, big, uh, Randy Newman prank. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to vote for Dan just because of the effort involved. 
I I would say that deserves a reward, but I still want to see the photo. I'm going to say without seeing the photo, I can't put that one forward. Yeah, I think it is a conditional win. Um, I would say there's a win waiting for you when we see the photo. Exactly. But until then, I'm declaring Stephen the uh, my my choice because Stephen yes because Stevens is has an intellectual uh quality to it a manipulative uh, brain teaser type quality driving somebody bonkers with his prank well i am going to counter that with the opposite of an intellectual quality which is a guy pulling down his pants and showing his bare butts uh-huh that's my that's vote. true yeah that's a good one so that would be Laura. That would be Laura's um, uh, yeah. drawing. Okay, great. So we will crown. Um, let's no, cr- Brett. You got to be the tiebreaker. Oh God. Um, I mean, I like the guy who just says there's a raccoon in the in the venue. Um, yeah, that one's good too. Uh, and I'm I'm happy for Rob. I love I love seeing a, a prank go awry. You know, mm-hmm. that's almost as fun as when they work. Mm-hmm. Um. Brent, it's not real. Uh, There's no actual real prize. You can say anything. There's no consequences. But I didn't know there was a prize. I didn't know we were going to award anything until the show started. We were not given advance. I don't know. Maybe there's a five-way tie here. but Brent, you've been hoisted by your own petard. I know. All right. Let's give it to, uh, you know what, let's. There'll be an asterisk on it, but let's I I say let's give it to Dan. I mean, that was just such an that's just such a even though we don't have the photo proof of it. That's such an elaborate, you know, prank. I will. That one made me laugh last night when I was reading it. Yeah, Um, we're giving it to Dan and we need a photo. Okay, that's so a conditional win for a conditional win for Dan. If we don't get the photo within 30 days, though, we're giving it to let's give it. We'll give it to Laura instead. I I agree. Yeah, It's like rent. Yeah, thirty days. But I'm serious about this, Dan. You got thirty days starting. This episode comes out on April fourth. You got till May fourth to get us that photo, or Laura is crowned uh, prank champion of yeah. Double Threat. Yes. Oh, someone just voted under his breath. Did you hear that, Tom? Mm-hmm. I did. I did. He's he's doing his own show there. He's like Bill Maher. Bill we're Maher the, rewrote the, the rules. What is his show uh, called again? The Club, Club Random. Random. Club Random. Oh, oh my god. Also, I can't think a... of something less random than yeah. Bill Maher's yeah. shows. They're so deliberate. There's nothing random about them. Like, I know he's going to talk about the slap. He's going to talk about cancel culture. Like, I know exactly what that guy is going to talk about. Yeah. He's so like you said, he's so not random. He's as he's as predictable as as it gets. He's going to find some weird new misogynistic take on whatever's happening right now. Man, I, I, that dude. Because you know what he said about the slap, right? He said if Jada is so self-conscious about alopecia, she would should have worn a wig. That was literally his take. Like, we're, honestly, where I knew you were going to talk about it. I will say this. That is an original take because it's so psychotic yeah, and it's, no, it's so specifically misogynist racist like it's just so uniquely disgusting and stupid yeah it's like hey congratulations you uh worst take ever yeah you got a clear path on that one no he you said sucks. what no one was thinking <laughs> yeah 
thought no one said no one ever. No, he's he's awful. Um, I am excited about Club Random though. I think it's a chance for him to really show what he's got. He it, 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 he's only like to be fair, he's only had 19 years uh, on his television show to show us what he's all about. And not it, to it mention politically incorrect before that. Yeah, he's only been on TV for 35 years doing the same thing. And um, now, finally, I hope Club Random gives a chance to really show what he's all about with his original idea. What if he's like, my thing is the in, the interviews are 59 minutes long, not an hour. Listen, I'll say this. If there's no monologue, that's an improvement. Yeah. I'll say this. Trevor, Noah. Bill Nomar. This is my take on all of the performers. Uh, your your take is Noah Mar. Jimmy Noah Mar. Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. Give me the remote so I can shut the TV off. Jimmy, Jimmy, gimme. There's only one Jimmy I like. Jimmy, Jimmy Jazz. Jazz, baby. And Jimmy Johns. Still? Is, no. <laughs> Jimmy Johns is disgusting. Took me a long time to figure that out. You st- we all figured it out quickly. We just haven't altered our behavior. No, there would be points where I would strangely rally and decide I wanted to eat that trash. And then I would. And I'd be like, I don't feel good. It's terrible. These are bad by chain substandards. And I'd be like six months later, oh, I'll go back to Jimmy John's. Should we, when we do Double Threat Live, should we get a big party sub? We should get a party sub that goes all the way through the venue. Right, like maybe it just co- maybe it's bite. um like covers the circumference that like there's one on every wall, and then one at the lip of the stage, sort of mounted on the, the wall there. Well, no, it's just like four subs, right? Yeah. And they are like there's one on each. Like there's a we're basically creating a a sandwich box around the audience. Mm. Sure. What if we? They got to eat their way out after the That's show. That's what I was going to say. What if we seal? The, <laughs> yeah. What if we seal the doors? The doors with, are blocked. With subs, like with like su- like There's almost a- like police tape, but sub sandwich police right, tape. Right, like they're they're acting as a barrier yeah. for the door. And it's like no one gets out of here until you eat your way out of that that blockade. Jim Morrison would go, "No one here gets out alive." Yeah, he would. He would say. Five to one, baby. One in five. One in five. No one here. No one here. Out alive. They got the guns, baby. We got the numbers. Gonna do it, baby, to win. Come on. (laughs) When I was a young woman, I was Ah! like, God, he's so sexy. That's what it sounds like. like, (laughs) Men are like emulating this like sexuality and now mm. i just you know he was like trying not to shit his pants yeah yeah weird maniac from Florida. weird guy weird guy weird guy weird yeah weird guy weird guy jim morrison weird guy mm-hmm. weird guy weird guy a real weirdo that's a grade a weirdo as far as i'm you concerned ask me jim morrison a little weird. Did you check this guy out, Jim Morrison? Jim Morrison? Pretty weird. Oh, crap. What's wrong, Brett? 
You forgot to record? Shit. Yeah, I don't think I've been. Oh, God damn it. Are you serious? I haven't. Uh, gotcha. Oh, <laughs> this guy got us. Oh, they ruffled. <laughs> oh, my God, Brad. I tell you. I tell you, julieklausner.com. You never know good. where this guy's. He got us. He got me good. He, he got, got me good. good. He goofed you. He goofed me. He goofed me. Well, I'm going to say this, though, and this is no prank. Julie Klausner is the best in the business, and she's Tom doing Sharpley these shows. You're here. She's doing the these greatest, shows. The greatest of all time. I am doing shows, and I love doing them. And <clears throat> But the, 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 this is the ironic part. You can't get in. She sold every one of these out. You should still show up and get standby. People don't show up. Yeah, there are people selling their tickets on social media. That that's the way to go. Should, and... I would say track social media because you always see somebody go like, "I got the ticket, I can't make yeah. it. I got this, I got that," and they're fans of the show, so they're and not going to rip you off. They're just like, "I just want right. to get my money back for the ticket." But if you are, if you don't have tickets to these shows, get the a ticket. And. I want to thank all the double threat fans that came out to see it so far mm -hmm. and are going to come. And I forgot to thank you individually for the first show because I was so excited. But I saw all the yeah, right T-shirts in the audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's our number one seller, right, Brett? Uh, yeah, it's definitely up there. I think that I think that might be number one. Yeah. Yeah, right. It was great. And it's, it's not great. even a thing. I've even for. Am I saying it the right way? No. It was such a. Yeah, we don't know. You said it I once, say? and it caught on. Like, how did I say it? Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't remember. Right. Yeah, right. Was that it? That, 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 that was close. That last one was close. Of Tom saying that at some point. Yeah, oh, sure. right. Do you know what episode? That's episode eighteen, actually. The. Uh... Well, I want to say to everybody, thanks for listening to Double Threat. And uh, we appreciate it. And uh, we got a new episode coming next week. And please rate and review the show and subscribe. And check out our merch over at tpublic.com slash stores. Stores slash double dash threat. That's it. And we'll yeah. be back next week. So we'll see you then. Or will we? April Fools. We will. Bye. Forever. <laughs> Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and like...